time. An insurmountable force by which all things get better or all things get worse. It can be your best friend with a well thought out plan or your worst nightmare. This is never more impactful than in the management of our careers. When we start our careers, we're usually excited and eager to start our career path journey. We approach it with the energy of an action movie. But almost inevitably, for all of us, at some point, the cadence of time slows to this. Welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that talks not to the employer, not to the manager, but to you, the worker on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Whitten, here with Rick Whitten. And today, we're going to talk about one of the greatest career struggles you will face, impatience. So, Rick, do you have any starting words for us on this topic today? You know, this is a, a good one, one I've struggled with immensely in my own career. And there's a quote by Alan Lakin that I think I'm going to tweak a little bit. But the, the quote goes like this, time equals life. Therefore, waste your time and you waste your life or master your time and you master your life. I will rick-witted that a little bit and change it to time equals career success. Therefore, waste your time and waste your career or master your time and master your career. And uh, this is a topic that will become a friend or foe to us um, at some point in our careers. And it's the struggle of impatience in getting to the next whatever it is we think we should get to. So, yeah, this should be a good topic today, Christian. So to start this off, why is it so hard to wait for the growth in your career that you think you should have? Mm, good question. And that, that second part of the question is really the, the clincher that you think you should have. That suggests that you have a time frame in your mind. And that suggests that you have uh, some thought of what should be happening right now in my career. And that really is the essence. We all have that and we all deal with that constantly. Constantly we're assessing where are we versus where we should be. Those that are aggressive and do something about it, even those that are not aggressive or that choose not to do anything about it, that they're just going to grind it out nine to five. We are still thinking about it. We're still thinking, should I be doing more in my career? I, I think there are three key things for that. One, we're naturally impatient as humans. It just goes without saying. I, I have never found something more fascinating than how long two minutes on the microwave really takes. <laughs> it seems to take forever, right? And we, we, we tend to uh, manage our life with this rushed cadence. And it is usually years before we're the wiser that we realize um, we have to slow down. And even as I think about being on the second leg of uh, my, my career, um, even now, I have to tend to beat that that cadence back down to a little slower TikTok, and I don't win all the time. So, so, so what you're saying is that we're just naturally impatient. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And th and then I would say number two, our careers are more about our life than actually about a job. It's much more about our life uh, than it is about um, our career in and of itself. We are using our career to say something about our life, so it means a lot. And when things aren't happening uh, when we think they should be happening, right? It, I mean, it it's a big, big deal for all of us. I talk about that in Outgrow Your Space. 
And you said there was a third thing, right? Yeah, I think it's schools. Our high schools, our colleges, our schools, they tend to focus a ton on getting employed, getting a job, being, Mm -hmm. you know, marketable. But there's very little focus on staying employed, developing a current job, and growing that job over time. There is very little conversation in our secondary uh, education system and our university and college system that focus in specifically on developing and growing within a culture with, with and from the current job you have today. But, you know, that's probably because they weren't taught that themselves. They still have that rush, that impatience in their own lives. And to them, it's, okay. let's get the job and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. And they you're referring to the the educational system. I I would think that's some some part of it for sure. But I mean, it's it's much more economically easy to answer than that. Right. A great career uh, college commercial is not, hey, come to this college, have a great career, build it over 30 years and grow from one job. <laughs> it, it just doesn't sound exciting. It, it's like, really? I'm going to pay you $100,000 in some cases, right? Even on the cheap, I'm going to pay you sixty dollars to $80,000 to like grind it out for <laughs> 40 years from 21 to 60? <laughs> really? Right? So I, I think colleges tend to focus in on the, you know, the upbeat and the exciting tempo that, you know, that you, uh, that you used in the intro here of the show today. Uh, and as a result, you know, the, we don't bake into our system the awareness of time and how we have to work with it and respect it and be patient as it relates to our engagement in our careers. So the next question is, how long do you have to wait? Yeah, that's the real question, right? For some people, it feels like it just takes forever, right? Right? Like you hear the TikTok, right? That's exactly how it feels. But You know, the answer to how long depends on the culture of the organization you're a part of, right? And you got to do your homework and ask questions. And most people, I've talked about this on several shows, on the front end or in advance of your desire to move, we don't ask enough questions or the right questions. Questions like, well, who out there is in a job that I want? And so asking my boss, you know, what will it take for me to get there? What skills am I missing? What experience am I missing? What exposures to the business do I not have? And what's going to help me get to that point? Then also going and talking to the person who's in the job you want and asking the same question. You know, how did you get there? What was your path? What was your experience? What are things that, that I could be doing in the current job I have right now that are going to help me get there? You know, can I help you? Is there some things that I can do as a stretch assignment? And just remember, if you're going to take on a stretch assignment, make sure you've mastered your job and you do it very well to the point no one needs to help you. And it's so good that your boss can assume it's done, not done right, but done very, very well. So at what point are you just getting left behind? Are you actually getting left behind? Yeah, I mean, that's the real question, right? That's what we're thinking in the back of our head. We're thinking... Oh, my Lord, something's wrong. I mean, I should be here by now. I should be here by now. I should be here by now. And I'm getting left behind. 
That's what we think. And that's where we, the impatience comes from not just that we are humanly impatient, although we are, and although that gives birth to this pretty easy. The problem comes with what we are level setting the expectations about our career, how we manage our career, how long, by when, what comes next. The whole cadence of the progression of our career, when we, um, when we have a dysfunctional relationship to time, right, which produces impatience, it also leads to entitlement, those types of things. When we have a dysfunctional relationship to time, we tend to think we're getting left behind. And I can tell you, just from experience and from managing uh, people for more than a decade now and managing my own career for more than two decades, you can time it to a one, two, or three-year clock every time. You end up asking the question, and I say it on the show all the time, I should be doing something else by now. I've been doing this for a year or two or three or five, whatever it is. We come to this place where we say, I should be doing something else by now. That means you have in your mind a predetermined clock around the advancement of your career. And the big question is, one, who are you talking to about that? Two, where is your plan? And I mean, where is your written out plan? Three, the written out plan that you should have or that you're going to have after you've listened to today's show. <laughs> have you shared that with a mentor or with a boss or with just someone you know who is successful in their career, whether it's at your company or at another company? And I'll be honest with you, at your company is preferable because that's the same path that you're going to go down, right? And have you shared that plan with someone? Because if you haven't, then this cadence of when something should happen in your mind, you just got to trust me on this one. It is totally make-believe. And if you haven't thought through that plan and vetted that plan with people around you, it's make-believe. And part of the reason that you may be running into this wall or this timetable is because of that. I think if you look at the studies, I think I talked about these on last week's show um, with Frapoli, the study that looked at the top 10 execs at the Fortune 100 companies. It was a great study. At the end of the day, the study said that those people had been in their career path for more than two and a half decades, and they had been with their current employer on an average of 17 years, right? So where you advance in a company ends up being a direct result of the time you put into, into the company. It's a direct result of, you know, how long you've invested, you've nurtured, you've grown, you've, you've gotten depth in the soil of that culture. That's just so, so, so important. And when you think about it from an employer's perspective, think about it this way. Why would I want to take someone and put them very, very close to the top, which gets them very, very close to trade secrets, operational secrets. So if, if I'm looking at your, your, your work history and I see you hop like a bunny rabbit every few years, do I want to take the chance in adding this plush position to your resume? Would absolutely make you marketable to my competitor. And then knowing in two to three to five years, I am likely to lose you. I'm going to think about that. My point there is that you can't job hop your way to the top, but at some point, 
at some level as you're going up, it becomes risky for someone to take you on. And yeah, maybe you're hopping into your own business. Guess what? You're going to think exactly like your employer thought when you have to hire people, you know, and the bottom line feeds your family and has your name and reputation on it. And you're trying to decide, do I want to let this person in on the secret sauce? You're not if they don't have an appearance of loyalty. And so I think we forget to look at things like that when we're managing our career. That was a long answer, but I think it was a very important one as we think about our careers. It was very comprehensive, Rick. And so because we are running out of time here, I'm just going to get to this last question very quickly. What do you actually do while you're waiting? Gotcha. So I say, one, don't think of this as waiting. It's not waiting. Your career is a four-decade-long journey. If Mm. you start at 21 and you retire at 61, which is early retirement, by the way, you got another year before Social Security or or another six or seven years, depending on your age, before Social Security will kick in. And you might work longer than that. Right. So so just a 40-year journey. You're not waiting. You're, You're on the journey. And, and you got to change the, you know, the kids on the long ride mentality. Are we there yet? 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 Right? That's what we're doing when we don't realize that our career is long term. Like we talked about on the show last week, you have to manage your career like you would manage investing your retirement investments, right? You will manage for the long term your investments for retiring because you need it long term, Right. But in our careers, we don't think like that. So I would say first, you've got to recognize you're not waiting. It's not you're not waiting. You're on a 40 year journey. It's just the reality of things. So I think that's number one. A couple other things that I think can be prudent for you to execute on as you manage your career. One, become really good at your current job. Master your current job. I mean, do it in such a way that it's an art form. And I talk about this in Outgrow Your Space at Work, How to Thrive at Work and Build a Successful Career. So one, be really good at your current job. Two, tell your boss what your career aspirations are. I would include into that circle mentors, friends that you can trust that are seasoned and experienced. The point here is find people who've been on their career journey a little longer or even roughly the same time as you, but they're further up the curve. And when you find those people, talk to them about what your career aspirations are and use those conversations to really build out and block out a really nice long-term career plan. Number three, be known as someone who makes the team better. Wherever you are, no matter where you work, be known as that guy, be known as that girl. When they come into the room, the rhythm of the team just improves, whether that's the productivity of the team, whether that is the morale of the team, or whether that is just the personality of the team. You're the person that just when you come in there, the room feels lighter or it feels like we're accomplishing more because of your presence. It's like being the star player on the team. So be known as someone who makes the team better. And then finally, just ask others around you about time frame. Ask your boss, ask people who have the job you want about time frame so that you level set your career expectations to something 
that's realistic. And I think if you do those four things in not the waiting, but as you're on the journey in your career, you will resist the biggest struggle that we all face and you will know how to overcome the struggle of impatience. Hopefully this has been helpful for our listeners. Listeners, thank you for listening in today. As always, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash rawitted. You can tweet us at the handle rawitted or email us at rick at rawitted.com to get connected. Once again, be on the lookout for the launch of the online career assessment by late November and early December. And if you haven't already, head on over to amazon.com and pre-order your copy of Outgrow Your Space at Work by Rick Witted today. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week.